0: Welcome to the Global Economic and Markets Research Podcast. My name is Belinda Allen and I'm a Senior Economist here at ComBank and today I'm joined by Stephen Halmerick, our Chief Economist. Stephen, good to have you on again.
1: Thanks, Belinda. Great to be with you again.
0: You're backing up for two podcasts in a row, which is wonderful, so thanks for joining. We're going to spend most of today talking about the Household Spending Intention Series given it's the third Tuesday of the month. Now, this data was for August. Before we get into what the HSI has been telling us, I think it might be good just to think about what the economic settings were in August. We've been in lockdown in New South Wales for close to three months now, so that obviously continued in August. Victoria continued in lockdown, so did the ACT. What is some of the data telling us uh, about how the economy was performing during the month?
1: Well, as you say, we had New South Wales and Victoria in lockdown for large parts of August. And I think probably the, the number or the economic data that really encapsulates what was happening in the month was the Labor Force survey that came out last week. So for the month of August, employment in Australia was down 146.3 thousand. So that's a big fall in employment on the month. So, you know, the, the market consensus was only eighty thousand, so it was much larger than that, and much closer to our forecast. Uh, but the other uh, data, there uh, data point there, I think that was really important. Is hours worked? So the number of hours worked in the month of August was down very, very large, three point seven percent, and that followed a fall of three point nine percent in June. So between, um, sorry, in July. So between July and August, um, hours worked is down pretty sharply. Not surprisingly, most of that in New, New South, South Wales. Wales yep. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so, hours worked in South Wales falling very heavily. Uh, we've also got this phenomenon where the number of people working zero hours a week uh, is up quite sharply. So, those people not counted as unemployed, mm. uh, but working zero hours a week is, uh, clearly um, has a big impact on people's income.
0: And we also saw a big fall in the participation rate, too. So, that's cushioned the lift in the unemployment rate. So, we haven't actually seen that lift yet. In fact, it fell again last month, didn't it?
1: Yeah, so somewhat, I guess, perversely, yeah. the unemployment rate went down to 4.5%, which is actually a 13-year low. Mm. Um, but uh, as you said, you know, the participation rate fell from 66% to 65.2%. And the way to think about that is that you're only counted as unemployed if you haven't got a job, but you're actively seeking mm. employment. So many people who lost their job in the month of August didn't bother to go and look for another job because, well, you're in lockdown and there's no jobs available. So you're not actually counted as unemployed, which is why looking at things like hours of work is really a better indicator of just the weakness in the labour market in August. And probably the other point to make is the August labour force survey didn't pick up the extensive lockdown across Victoria. So that'll turn up in the September employment report. So we expect another very weak employment report uh, for September.
0: We have seen income levels hold up, though. So I head of Australian Economics, Gareth Ed, put out a report late last week just highlighting our CBA internal data and how that has held up.
1: Yes, this is uh, yet again where the uh, CBA internally generated data is really fantastic in terms of its breadth and the speed we get it, And it's showing that income coming into CBA bank accounts is uh, again surging, so government benefits being paid into bank accounts is um, substantially higher, particularly in New South Wales, but also in Victoria and some of the other states. Uh, so total income uh, coming into CBA bank accounts is actually growing, uh, particularly in New South Wales. So the government benefits being paid more than offsetting the loss of income from reduced hours work. So that's a really important development. And that means that uh, savings is building up inside uh, bank accounts. And we now estimate by the end of this year, Australians would have saved an extra $230 billion through the COVID-19 period, so roughly over two years. So that's a huge pool of savings that will be available to be spent when uh, when we do get out of lockdowns and particularly through 2022.
0: Now, we are seeing roadmaps come to fruition. So over late October, both New South Wales and Victoria should see some reopening. But up until then, we haven't seen much movement on consumer spending given more than half of the population has been in lockdown. What were some of the highlights from the HSI in August?
1: So the HSI is where we look at transactions through the CBA network plus Google search terms mm. and we compare each month to the same month of the previous year. So August this year compared to August last year so August this year we saw declines for home buying travel entertainment and education so interestingly if you got travel entertainment education you know those services spending uh, we're in lockdown so not surprising uh, that they're a lot weaker than this time last year and home buying is just a, a bit of a slowdown in the very mm-hmm. rapid momentum that we had seen in the first half of the year but when we look uh, more broadly uh, retail spending, health and fitness and motor vehicles were pretty much um, flat compared to, uh, in August this year compared to August last year. So after some recent declines, there's a little bit of stability in those numbers.
0: So if we just dive into maybe the retail spending intentions a little bit more, are we seeing any trends in what we're still spending on and what we're not spending on?
1: Uh, so... Yeah, August this year compared to August last year, the, the biggest increases were in things like department stores, electronic stores, pet shops, hardware stores, florists, bookstores. So they're all up. Um, offsetting that was weakness in things like furniture now and home furniture and home equipment, which is interesting because they were really strong through yeah. the, the first phase of the pandemic last year, but so they've come off a bit now. The furniture, home equipment uh, both women's and men's. Clothing stores were down. Uh, jewelry and watch stores, shoe shops, um, interesting things like you know um, window and floor coverings, uh, stationery and office supplies, which again were really strong last mm. year, come off a bit this year. So it's quite mixed on the on the retail front. And uh, as you've been saying, through our credit and debit card spending numbers, we actually have seen a big increase in online spending relative to in-store spending, which again makes a lot of sense given the lockdown.
0: It's just taking a while for it to uh, get to people's houses at the moment, given everyone Uh, is ordering online. Uh, Just moving on to travel spending intentions, we're obviously all looking forward to a time where we can travel again. Any interesting uh, highlights to mention there?
1: Well, again, the travel spending intentions uh, you know, very much affected by base effects. So mm. uh, at the start of this year, travel spending intentions were very strong compared to the start of last year because of the lockdowns. And now they corrected uh, back down again. So uh, in August this year compared to August last year, we actually had uh, increases in things like um, sport and rec camps and motorhome and recreational vehicle rentals, uh, but still, uh, you know, hotels, motels and resorts. Tourist attractions, buses, airports are all well down in uh, August this year compared to August last year.
0: And I see in health and fitness spending, we're still seeing uh, relative to August 2020, spending was still up uh, for doctors, bike shops, podiatrists, nursing and personal care, osteopaths, uh, mm. but certainly falls in things that we can't spend money on, so sporting club memberships, health and beauty spas, and items like that but certainly compared to August 2019 we're spending a lot more on things like bikes and golf because it's one of the few recreation activities available at the moment uh, moving yeah. moving on. if you can
1: get a booking on a golf course yeah.
0: <laughs> yes indeed uh, moving on to entertainment spending intentions any uh, key thematics at play there
1: well once again we you know entertainment spending intentions are up sharply at the start of this year relative to the lockdowns last year, but now they've corrected lower again. So um, not surprisingly, uh, you know, big declines in things like you know, bars and nightclubs, mm-hmm. you know, um, the drinking venues, uh, music and bookstores, you know, bowling alleys, uh, things like that, where you know, there's uh, significant weakness still going there. Um, there was some pickup in August this year compared to August last year in uh, things like movie theatres and mm. um, live performance theatres, but uh, that's because August last year was still very weak. Um, and clearly the lockdowns now in place will put that um, put that some downward pressure on those spending items.
0: And then the final two categories, we have education and motor vehicle. Anything changing uh, there?
1: Mm, yeah, well, education, spending, you know, momentum is definitely weaker again uh, through August uh, after a strong recovery at the start of this year and that's across just about all the education categories, so colleges, universities, uh, schools, trade and vocational. Motor vehicles actually stabilised in, in August this year compared to August last year, after, again, strong recovery in the first half of this year. I think there's a couple of things going on there where you know, clearly more people are working at home, um, so that changes demand for motor vehicles. Also, that, you know people wanting to um, avoid public transport and then mm. you've got the supply chain, yeah. supply chain concerns that you know, actually trying to get a brand new car uh, you know, imported into the country is improving, very difficult. So lots of volatility in the motor vehicle spending but, uh, for August this year compared to August last year is pretty stable.
0: Stephen, so it's been great to get your insights. It'll be interesting to see what happens uh, in September and then obviously when we do begin to reopen the month after. Thank you for your insights. My pleasure. Thanks, Belinda. You can read Stephen Halmerich's Household Spending Intentions Report on combankresearch.com.au and that was published on the 21st of September 2021. Where CBA data is referred to, this means the bank proprietary data of the bank. As the statistics take into account only the bank's data, it may not reflect all trends in the market. All customer data used or represented is anonymised and aggregated before our analysis and is used and disclosed in accordance with the bank's privacy policy. And the data used in the Commonwealth Bank Household Spending Intention Series is a combination of the CBA data and publicly available Google Trends data. Any reference to the term CBA data means the proprietary data of the bank As the statistics take into account only the bank's data, it may not reflect all trends in the market. All customer data used or represented is anonymised and aggregated before analysis and is used and disclosed in accordance with the bank's privacy policy.